Hello everyone, my name is Michael Morale, and I'm the Senior Director of Multi-Channel Content for SMA News Today and BioNews Services. The podcast that you're about to listen to was recorded the other day with one of the columnists from the SMA News Today website. Brianna Albers is a patient living with spinal muscular atrophy, and due to her disease, her voice is very weak. We decided to air this podcast because it shows the reality of living with this disease. Many of the key elements to this podcast are provided in the description. Thank you. Welcome to the SMA News Today podcast, episode 59. I'm your host, Kevin Schaefer. And today on the show, we have our very own Brianna Albers with us. This will be kind of a roundtable discussion and also just a chance for us to catch up. Um, I know Brianna was on the podcast last year, and we're glad to have her back. And of course, if any of you follow our site, you can find all of Brianna's columns um, under her column title, The Wolf Finally Frees Itself. And I hope you check those out every Monday. And you can also connect with her on our forums. So, Brianna, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And also, I just want to say to our listeners, before we get started today, um, I would be remiss not to mention that it is a very difficult time for our world and um, our nation here in the United States, where uh, we are from. And, you know, I don't want to get into anything political here, but I just want to say that, like, my heart goes out to everyone who is suffering right now. And I just want to say that I hope this podcast and the content that we put out on SMA News Today can provide some respite from all that. And so between all of the racial tensions and everything going on in our nation and then COVID around the world. It's been quite a few months. And again, I just want to thank you all for listening and supporting us. And again, I hope that the conversations here and the information we present can provide some respite and some community support, um, especially in a time like this. So um, so thank you all. Well, um, Brianna, and I'll just call you Bree from here on because I think everyone knows you as Bree too. Um, but um, I just want to start off um, by talking at you. I know this is something you've written about a lot in your columns, but um, I, you, and you announced there and on social media that you recently completed a draft of your first novel. And uh, I just want to say congratulations on that and talk about that for a minute. So, you know, I, I like I said, this is something you've written about before in your columns, but can you talk a little bit about that process and what it's been like over the past decade since you began work on it? And especially with it having a disabled um, protagonist in it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, even just hearing you say that I finished the first draft <laughs> just wild. Cause I, I mean, I always had a dream of finishing it, and it was never really... I mean, it was just a dream, you know? And it wasn't something that I sat down to decide that I was going to finish this novel. Um, and now it's been about 10 years since I first had an idea for it. Um, it's changed a lot since then. Um, but everything is unrecognizable. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's kind of a process of, you know, and then 
Sure, it is a crazy time to try to publish right now, but um, but I think uh, you know, like you said, it's an ongoing process, and I think that's something. Especially if there are writers out there with SMA who want to hear, um, you know, it is an, always an ongoing process. Uh, one thing I'm curious about, and I, you know, I know we've had conversations about your book before, and I know a little bit about the plot and whatnot. But this is something you know you've been working on since you were really young, and you know, it does deal with disability themes in it. Um, I mean, at the forefront, it's a space adventure novel uh but even when you were younger was that something in the back of your mind the idea of having a protagonist with a disability or did that just kind of like evolve throughout the writing process oh yeah i mean actually this book actually started as a uh, a fan fiction so i was younger i would always take my my favorite shows and put a disabled character into the show. Right. <laughs> that, was, that was always my thing. I, I wanted to see these stories that I loved, like, uh, you know, Star Wars or Lord of the Rings or um, Star Wars, which is the, the show that I grew up with. Uh, I wanted to see myself in the story. So when I when I found out writing, you know, before before I could a book, but it's just something for myself, I definitely wanted to to know that I would be able to see my story reflected in the plot. And, um, you know, when I think about writing in general and disability uh, representation, uh, I, I always think of it as, like, vision my writing as, like, a movie or a Netflix TV show and, and thinking about whatever new to the disability community, and specifically the SMA community, if, you know, someday my voice is changed into a movie or something, and seeing sometime in a wheelchair on the big street, you know, and seeing um, our community celebrated and explored, um, that, that really just drives me through all of the, the doubt and anxiety and, and everything going on in the world right now. I'm taking a lot of service in the fact that I'm doing this one thing 
that has in control, and hopefully, if anything goes behind the plan, some of the other people living there, but hopefully they'll get something out of it too, even just by seeing themselves in it. That's great, you know, and well, and I love what you said about like the universality of it is like you want people to get a glimpse of like, you know, characters like you in stories. And also that may connect with someone who may live a very different life, but like can still connect with that element. And, you know, and um, I would say this is a, pa- a subject that I'm very passionate about as well. And something I've written about. Um, and, you know, I just think about, like, recently I rewatched Avatar The Last Airbender, one of my favorite shows of all time. And, you know, you think about a character like Toph, who's blind, and how it explored um, disability in that way with, you know, it didn't make it the focal front of her character, the defining aspect. It was like, um, that was one element to it. And that's the thing that, I, I why we need more voices like yours out there is that, you know, so many stories that deal with disability, they make it, A, often they're written and portrayed by people without disabilities, for one, and they do it in a more, you know, um, kind of petty fashion or, you know, and, like, they don't deal with characters who are protagonists and who just live this every day, and that's just a, that's one part of them. That's not their entire existence or identity, and so... Um, so I love that you're putting a character like that in the context of a larger, you know, space opera universe. And so, um, so I can't wait for it. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, and, um, before I, I want to ask you one question too, before, um, I close out this sec. Well, I have a couple questions real quick. Um, one is in terms of how you write, I can't remember if you've written about this before, but do you use an on-screen keyboard or, any kind of voice technology. What's your process, especially for writing something big like this, where it's a huge word count and you're having to be there writing for hours a day? Yeah, for sure. Um, I have tried voice uh, technology, like driven natural speaking, and it never it never worked for me. Yeah, I don't know if like. It's probably gotten much better over the years, and if I actually devoted myself to it and like put some hours into it, I can make it work. But um, yeah, I just use an on-stream keyboard, and uh, I mean I've done that for you know twenty years. It's good time for me. Um, I especially nowadays. I know that I've kind of reached my, my end point, 
And I just sat on the bed and start over the next day. So I'm going to try and not push myself because otherwise I get stressed and then that affects my energy level and it's just a whole cycle, you know? Absolutely. I think, I mean, I think anyone in the SMA community can relate to that sentiment um, in that absolutely we have to kind of plan our day accordingly to where our energy levels are going to be most effective and when they're not. And um, especially with, you know, having to rely on assistive technologies and, um, you know, it's not healthy to be at the computer all day or, um, you know, you have to take breaks there. But um, and, you know, especially as a writer myself, it's like, yeah, I definitely have to plan times for when I'm, you know, mentally and physically capable. And so, and, you know, sometimes I write on my phone. A lot of times I, I do the on-screen keyboard as well. Uh, and so, yeah, it's all a matter of balance there. Um, so that's great. And uh, the other thing I wanted to ask, too, um, in regards to the book is, you know, in, talk in, in talking about, you know, wanting to put yourself in, or people like you in your stories, were there, what were some of your biggest influences? Obviously, Star Wars and Lord of the Rings. And were there any others, like, specific authors that um, either toward the beginning of the writing process or as you went along that really influenced you, whether it was um, a writer with disability or just someone you really admired and wanted to emulate? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I, I definitely don't read it as much as I should. I'm trying to... Uh, Kind of dip back into the the habit of reading, especially now that I've you know finished grad school. I have a lot more time on my hands, and I always just reading you know textbooks and stuff. Um, but after, after, now I don't really have either that I look to for uh, this forty. Participation just for I have to find someone that really connects with me, uh, sure. or that I really connect with their words. Uh, so, I just a lot of just kind of following my heart and trying to trying to discern what would be the best and help the community. Oh, it's just 
kind of a uh, adventure over and over again. You always learn something new and then learn something new from him That's great. And yeah, no, and I know you have the background with poetry and many authors there that influence you. So um, that's really cool. And I'm sure, you know, there was a myriad of styles and everything that influenced you throughout the process and that will continue to do so. So that's really cool. Um, Well, thank you for sharing that about your book. And um, the next thing I wanted to talk about. um, So I know people are tired of hearing about COVID, but um, there you wrote a really great series in your column recently uh, talking about mental health coping mechanisms for this time and um, and a myriad of things. And I, I, it was really cool. And especially because you brought it from um, your background and in, in grad school where you studied mental health topics. And so um, I guess, first of all, I just wanted to ask you how you're doing personally in quarantine. And, uh, you know, I mean, a lot of the stuff you wrote about there was sort of advice for others. But um, but how are you doing personally, you know, you know, what, two and a half, three months into this whole pandemic and um, and everything? Yeah, I mean, I, I've been better, but I've been worse. Sure. Um, I, I have a seasonal affective disorder, so the summertime is good for me. I love the sun. I love the heat. So uh, I am... I'm loving the runner right now, and that, that definitely helps just with, like, my mood and being able to get out of the house, even if I'm not, like, with people, even just, like, walking around the neighborhood, you know, just makes a huge difference. Um, and also, I have a new kitten, and she is... Just a bundle of energy and excitement and curiosity, and she's been helping a lot too uh, because you just never know what she's trying to do. So it's kind of, she kind of adds a little bit of energy into my day that I really needed right now, I think. Uh, so the kind of that. I'm doing a hard, uh, it helps having my book to focus on, uh, especially now that I'm um, finished with school. I don't really have a daily schedule or anything, so having something that I can return to every single day has been really helpful. That's great, yeah. And no, and I really enjoyed the, your latest column. Um, about Ray the cat. Um, I, of course, love the name. And that, you know, I think that's a really... It's, what's funny is you and Halsey both wrote about pets um, two days apart from each other. So that was really cool. Um, yeah. And that's great. Well, and um, and that's really cool. And I think, you know, absolutely, like you said, you know, taking it one day at a time and um, just little things each day. But, um, but yeah, I really love this series. And um, you hit on, you know, several topics in here. So, um so I get, like, can you, um, you know, you talked about kind of first off talking about anxiety and then um, they're really the different stages, I think, of mental health and coping with it in a time like this. And so um, can you talk a little bit, uh, I'm looking at the column about um, values-based living and um, if whether or not the pandemic like this could encourage that. 
Can you talk about that concept a little bit? Yeah, for sure. Um, this is actually something that I'm really passionate about. Um, several years ago, I think it was my second semester of drag school, I started uh, acceptance and commitment therapy. And it really just hit home for me because, um, you know, a lot of different therapy frameworks and um, cognitive behavioral therapy, which is really good right now, that one is all about like changing your thoughts and, and like uh, figuring out how your brain works so like you can sidestep these little roots that you get into. Um, therapy is more about accepting the rights that your mind gets into and learning to live uh, despite them. So for me personally, um, in terms of like SMA and then right now with the pandemic, uh, I mean, I, I always struggle with you know, not being able to see my friends and do stuff inside, but really accepting the fact that this is just life right now and I don't have to like it. I don't have to, you know, really dig into my mind and figure out why I'm feeling this way. I can just accept it and then step back and really um, kind of determine how can I live during the pandemic that still makes me feel like I'm accomplishing things that are important to me. So for me personally, it always comes back to my writing in my book. Um, so I mean, I'm home right now, and that sucks. But I'm trying to use the time uh, to really focus on my books and um, you know, connecting with the disability community and um, really just trying to work by my values each day instead of doing time up and you know, the details of Oh, I'm home and I can't leave or, you know, um, really the church and everything. Just focusing on each day and even just every, every hour, you know, and a lot of times I try and step back and think, okay, what can I do right now, this hour, that will help me that's great you know and and i like i reading your column i feel like that was kind of the approach a lot of us were trying to take and um and, and it was cool to see that explained in a more you know like from an academic lens and so um because yeah i mean it's similar on my end it's like i've been you know okay having to resort um do my all my socializing uh virtually instead of in person which is difficult for me as an extrovert, but, you know, I've made it through, and uh, I'm making it through day by day, but also, yeah, focusing on 
various writing projects and um and other media stuff and all that and and just kind of taking care of yourself and i mean that's i think a very important thing so um so i really like that one and then um as hard as this is to imagine right now in terms of like when is this all going to end? Because who knows right now. But um, but you also your final part in this series was about post traumatic growth, and so like looking to um, you know in the wake of adversity and what will happen then. So you know, regardless of when you know COVID ends, um, but can you talk about this concept specifically and like how that kind of apply to us as we think about what our lives might look like after all this is over, or at least nearing the end, you know? Yeah, um, the things I, personally, I really try to not think about the world in the end. I, first of all, we don't know. Sure. And then sure. also, I think that a lot of us really recognize that, you know, even if the, the numbers, you know, track and things are trying to normal, there's always the possibility that in the fall or in the winter we will come back again and we're going to be right back where we started. So I really, if I think about when is this going to end, I just get really upset and frustrated. Um, so I'm kind of, at least for me personally, I'm trying to figure out how I can kind um, of adjust to this period in such a way that it becomes more sustainable for me um, for the near future until who knows, you know, like um, instead of wondering, right, instead of like, for example, Zoom calls, right? Society is just obsessed to Zoom right now. I, I read an article that was all about like why Zoom calls are so dissatisfying because we're, we're comparing them to our own social lives, you know? So like, seeing someone in person is never going to be the same when you compare it to seeing someone on the web today, you know? And that's why we're so frustrated is that we're comparing our present to our past. So, um, I think instead of really, um, trying to figure out ways to use intent where we are right now, um, and, and not, not, uh, sorry, my friend is not. Oh, no worries. It's Monday afternoon, I'm on that vote too, but like, I'm getting, I'm guessing, like, not comparing yourself, kind of, or like. Yeah, not, not trying to, to go back to where we were before. Right. And, that's kind of where the values based living comes in. Right. If we take this time as an opportunity to really step back and say, okay, are we really happy before the pandemic? Or are we just so busy and just like everywhere all at once 
and did offer opportunity to slow down and reevaluate our level of contentment. Um, so kind of seeing, looking at it from that point of view, then trying to figure out, okay, if this pandemic is our future, how do I still be happy in the midst of it? You know, because do they really just not be happy? You have to figure out how to live and to, to really lean into it despite everything that's going on right now. No, that's great. I think it's a really good point. I mean, I mean, because that's the thing. People keep talking about, like, oh, when are things get back to normal? But, you know, what does that even mean anymore? And um, I think especially for those of us in the SMA community that are so used to adapting to constant change anyway and to, th- you know, um, dealing with our bodies and everything else. And um, it's, it is a good question to think about, like, OK, how are we still going to maintain happiness and mental health and um, even when things don't go back to exactly the way they were, you know, I mean, they may change, but they may not go back to right as they were before all this. And so, um, so absolutely. I think that's a really great point. Um, well, um, wrapping up here, I just want to, um, say, uh, well, two quick things. So first off, one of the other big things you're, you've been working on lately, um, is the SMA My Way project, which is, um, through, uh, Roche and Genentech, um, pharmaceutical companies, and I'm sure you can't say a ton of that. I mean, I know it's gone live now, and it's a really cool initiative. But um, I, I, you know, I don't know how much you're allowed to say on that. But um, is there anything you can say about kind of like the work you're doing? And um, I know some of the people there, um, Shane Bracall and Alex Stacy, and some of those. So um, if you want to just say anything about that and the kind of work you're doing um, with some of those people. Yeah, I, I don't know how much I can say because sure. I know we're getting close to our full launch. Sure. Um, sure. I, I've been doing a lot of the same stuff that I do for SMA News. So yes. I read a lot of and even recorded a video. Um, and I think I have a, an interview coming up. Um, so it's just a really, a really cool initiative to see this big pharmaceutical company listen to the community and say, okay, we don't know what you guys do with on a daily basis. So instead of trying to, to make it seem like we have all the answers, but actually turn to you and use some of your community wisdom to help the rest of the people in the SRA community, you know. Um, so it's just been really cool to connect with all these different people and to even experiment with new um, kind of ways of advocating for me personally. I mean, the real word is obviously my done too. But the, the videos that I've been doing and some of the, the audio clips that I've recorded to them, it's really 
pushed around and I tried to exert, I didn't do them because I know that I am making a difference and hopefully helping other people in the community at the same time. That's great. No, I'm really excited to see the full launch and it seems like a really cool like multimedia initiative and way to spread awareness and so... Um, so, you know, I, I really like what, uh, I know it's only been a soft launch so far and, um, just seeing, um, little tidbits on the website there, but, uh, but, you know, I really love the concept behind it. And so I'm excited to see more and I'm glad to be that you're a part of it. So that's awesome. And, um, last thing real quick, I just wanted to ask a, uh, so you had mentioned this in your column and I, I know we talked about it, but, um, you got approved for a Jayco arm. So I think that's fantastic. And. Um, I'm excited to continually grow my army of cyborgs here. Um, I think I, now we've got Ryan has one and um, you're on your way. So I don't know if you just want to say anything about that or I mean, I know it's still in the works, but um, but like anything about that process or like what you look forward to the most um, once you try it out and everything. Yeah, I, it's actually brand new information. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think I only found out when I was a teacher and it completely took me back to five because I reached out to them, I think, last summer, maybe after the, the conference, and they actually went to my insurance company and they were denied. So we were like, okay, we're going to have to, you know, raise and everything. And I had I planned on doing that. I just hadn't gotten around to like signing up the fundraiser and everything. And then two weeks ago, I got an email saying that they had approved it. And I don't know how. I don't know why. I don't know what changed. But uh, it was very good news. Um, so I think we have a. Um, the rep from the company is planning on flying out here sometime this month to do um, just kind of like the initial evaluation stuff. Um, what should be kind of funny is that will be the first time that I've been around people in months. Right, right. But I'll be worth it. Um, but yeah, I actually. I don't really know um, in terms of like all the different things that I can do with it in terms of a, a Jayco movie. <laughs> so I don't know too much about it, but my dad is very excited. He is obsessed with your uh, Jayco and the Sawyer at the conference. So I think he's a uh, Looking forward to experimenting and just having a new toy to play with and, and kind of figure out how to help uh, have in my everyday life more, you know. That's great. No, I oh I can't wait for you to try so and so you have not tried it out at all, you've only gone through the insurance process? No, exactly. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, no, it'll be, uh, you're going to love it the first time, you know, you um, try out the device itself. Um, so that's going to be awesome. But no, I can't wait for you. I, I know, you know, just speaking from my own experience, it's a huge source of my independence. And um, 
I think it's really great, especially for um, adults with, with SMA, um, as it helps compensate for limited upper body strength and all that. So um, I you know I look forward to seeing all the things um, you're gonna be able to do with it. So that's great. But cool. Well, um, well, that about is all I had for today. Um, I want to thank you for coming on, and of course, we'll do this again. And um, listeners out there, of course, can read Bree's weekly column, "The Wolf Finally Frees Itself," where she writes about many of the topics we discussed here today. Um, so, Bree, thanks for coming on today. This was a great conversation. Absolutely. And before we go, is there, I mean, obviously they can find you on our site, um, but is there anywhere else people can find you, you know, on social media or to find out more info about your book as it progresses? Yeah, I am on social media at drewhalvers, I'm on like every social media platform. I generally try and stick to uh, Instagram and Twitter, so those are kind of my main two. Um, so I post a lot about my books and my tag and you know the the SMA daily struggles and triumphs. Absolutely. That's great. Awesome. Well, Bree, thanks again, and we'll definitely have you on again um, in the future, so thanks for talking, and for our listeners out there, you can find more stories like this by subscribing to this podcast, um, and you can also follow us on our main website at smanewstoday.com and connect with us directly on our forum, so we'd love to have you there, and thank you all for listening. I'm your host, Kevin Schaefer. Take care, and we'll see you next time. The information in our flash briefings and podcasts are provided for informational and educational purposes only. Be sure to tune in daily to SMA News Today for the latest news and perspectives regarding the disease. Discover more content that might be of interest to you at www.smanewstoday.com. And be sure to follow us on social media and join our SMA News Today forums, a trusted SMA community ready to welcome you anytime.